Trickeration is a new weekly podcast that deep dives into some of the craziest attempts at deception in sports. I'm your host, Matt Waxman, and each week I interview key players in some of the most bizarre attempts to unlevel the playing field. Find Trickeration on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. It's time to get moving, Toledo. Sponsored by 3D Wellness, here's your host, Jim Poole. Hello again and welcome to Get Moving Toledo, another week of quarantine in the books and I hope everybody's been staying safe and and taking care of themselves and their families and loved ones. And, uh, you know, again, hopefully you guys have been able to remain active and and remain doing the things that you love um, from an exercise and and wellness standpoint uh, as much as possible with, you know, with the cards that we've been dealt as of late. But, um, you know, as, as we've talked about the last few weeks, we have been, Kelly and I, my wife, have been very active. We've still been running. We get out. We ride our bikes. We, we try to get outside and, and keep our safe distance from others, but get outside and enjoy the nice weather on the days that we have it here in Northwest Ohio. And, uh, you know, hope everybody's having, uh, making the best of it. You know, I, I say that every week. I hate to repeat myself, but I hope you are making the best of it. And, you know, it looks like we're going to start to get a little bit um, – less quarantine time coming up in May. Uh, hopefully everybody's smart about that and they're still going to practice the social distancing and, and do those good things. But it looks like we hopefully have maybe started to turn the corner a bit. I don't want to say it's an open season to go out and do whatever we're used to doing in the past. I know my guest today is going to probably, there'll be a chance that we'll talk about concerts. That's <laughs> something that we both love to do. Um, I don't think we're going to be going to any concerts anytime soon, but um, you know, hopefully a little bit more normalcy and, and people, uh, that haven't been working will get back to work and and some of that stuff will start to take shape as long as we all use our our brains and are, are smart about it I, I think we might be able to make this work um, we typically I typically go on this long diatribe to start the show I don't want to do that today because I've got a really good friend of mine on um, Todd Crandall racing for recovery founder and president is on with us we're doing a Z- via zoom meeting and I know you guys can't see this but I also want to sit up a little straight because I want him to see what I'm wearing today I'm wearing something for him um, it's a kiss shirt and it's a long standing argument we have about our favorite band. So we'll get into that some other show, but I'm sure he's got something for me anyway. But um, Todd, thanks, man, for coming on. I appreciate it. I, uh, I was wondering how this was going to start. So here's my rebuttal to that right off the bat. Uh, my friend and your hero, Tommy Lee of Motley Crue, claims they're still going to go on tour this summer. I don't I know if you. So. I don't know if he's delusional or what's going on, but uh, yeah, this is going to be interesting. I hope I'm, so. I'm honored. I'm honored to talk to you, buddy. Seriously. Thanks, man. Thanks. And, and let's let's talk about that for a little bit because you and I have been friends for a long time. I mean, I was thinking about it yesterday. You and I, you know, we text all the time, um, and just because of our jobs and and where we both, you know, live, um, we don't necessarily see each other as much as we used to, but we talk all the time. And I know that, you know, you and I have been to countless concerts together, um, you know, trained together, raced together, rode bikes, swam, ran, um, all that crazy stuff that we both still do. Uh, but concerts is one of those things that you and I are, I guess, for better or for worse, are known for attending quite a few of them. Let's just put that. We won't put numbers on it for now because I don't want to do the math. But, um, you know, that's something we're not going to be able to do for a while, you know, and, and, and 
I'm glad that possibly in May we're going to get back to a little more normalcy, but I don't see us attending any live concerts anytime soon. It, it kind of breaks my heart a little bit. You know, I was thinking of this, and I, I, you probably were going to ask me this anyways, because a lot of other people are like, well, you know, Todd, how, how has this, you know, health crisis changed your lifestyle? And honestly, it hasn't. Nothing has changed for what I do with respect to exercise and training, except there's no pool to swim in. As soon as it gets a little warmer, I'll find a pond to go out and swim in. But nothing has changed on any level that business-wise with Racing for Recovery or anything I'm doing personally to stay active. The concert thing, all kidding aside, I'm bothered by that. And I'm not minimizing, obviously, the health crisis. But it's a drag to not know when that form of entertainment and camaraderie and travel experiences is, is ever going to come back, you know, and uh, it's, um, it's, it's frightening. I'm it just, uh, where are we going from a society? What's really the impact of, of this thing? What's it going to do to us as, as people? It is. And I had, uh, you know, I had uh, another mutual friend of ours, Jeff Stewart, uh, that's played around in a lot of local bands and done, does a lot of, you know, good things for the community and things like that. He's an artist, musician. Um, and we talked about him and I, I, I kind of took the slant in the interview is that, you know, music is something that gets people moving, not necessarily, there is an exercise aspect to a lot of music, don't get me wrong, but music is also a, a, a mental, I guess, cleaning or cleansing method for a lot of people. I, I, you know, I listen to music all the time. You listen to music all the time. We give each other a hard time about who we like and who we don't like and, and all that, you know, just fun stuff between buddies. But um, you're right. And, and, you know, we were talking a little bit before we came on the air about the fact that you really haven't, you've had to adapt the way you kind of deal with a lot of people in terms of um, when you're sitting down with a client, you know, you're doing a lot of these Zoom meetings like you and I are on right now. Um, and we, we joked, I said, I wish we'd have bought stock in zoom a, a few months back before any of this happened, we'd have been rich, <laughs> but, um, you know, that, from that aspect, a lot of us have been able to continue to work and a lot of us have not been able to continue to work. So it's affected, it's affecting everybody in a lot of different ways, but you know, music is a, is a very common denominator with you and I, as well as exercise, uh, which leads me to racing for recovery and, um, you know, the organization that you founded in 2001 to help others. Um, and obviously, I'm very well versed in your story, and and we've been friends a long time. I know the ins and outs. I, I know a lot of stories that we'll never talk about on the air, but um, things that you and I have discussed over the years. And you're you're fairly an open book. Don't get me wrong. Most people know a lot of your story. You've written written some books. You do a lot of speaking engagements, and you don't really leave out a lot of details. Um, but there's people that don't know your story. So I want to I want to run this by you, and I want you to tell us about that, and tell us the starting point for what you do now. Uh, April 15th, 1993. Mm. Uh, best day of my life other than getting married and having kids. Well, and actually it was the best day of my life at that point because had I not quit abusing myself with drugs and alcohol on April 15th of 93, it wouldn't have given me the opportunity and the blessings to have a, a wife and four kids and racing for recovery. So I, I don't... I. I will say this, I don't like talking about, you know, how much cocaine and all that stuff I did. I did a, let's just say I did a lot. I did a lot of every substance that was out there. And more importantly, I like to focus on why I was doing drugs and why so many other people are doing drugs. And for me, it started with the suicide of my mom from her addiction when I was three years old. You know, my, my mom killed herself from drugs and alcohol. My uncle killed himself from drugs and alcohol. And my aunt committed suicide as well. 
So there's a genetic predisposition to both uh, co-occurring issues such as suicidal ideation and drug addiction. Now, having said that, does that, is that an excuse for me to do what I did? Absolutely not. Is it a valid explanation as to why I eventually made the choices I did with drugs and alcohol as a coping mechanism? 100%. And part of what Racing for Recovery and, and me as the licensed clinician now, I am generally interested in the impact of trauma and how that led to certain cognitions, certain emotions that, again, drugs and alcohol were used as coping skills. And that is how addiction started for me. It's what thousands, if not millions of people are currently doing. And through Racing for Recovery, we are simply offering a new alternative to help to attain and sustain sobriety. Which is great because, you know, I don't, I don't pretend to know everything about your world in terms of, uh, you know, you've got all the professional licensures and you, you are continually, you know, evolving in terms of uh, becoming a counselor and more educated in, in the field that you specialize in and things like that. Um, it's not something where you just decide, hey, I'm going to start a foundation and help people because I was addicted, so I'm, I, I know what I'm talking about. You know, it, it is a profession. It is a very important profession. And I know you, going back to what we said earlier about how long we've been friends, I know you from the long, I mean, the days, we, we laugh about it a couple, every once in a while, about we ran in some similar circles uh, with mutual friends back in the days when you were, you know, in the midst of, of battling all that. Um, didn't know it at the time, but we, we ran in, we like, you know that guy? I know that guy, you know, you know, and we've laughed about it multiple times just because we're like, how do we not know each other back then? Um, that, that aside, and I, you know, again, I didn't, didn't bring you on here to talk about those days necessarily. I talked to, I, I want to talk about how you came to, you know, form Racing for Recovery in 2001, which you just did. But I also want to talk about the fact that, you know, you took a unique approach to, you know, possibly doing, um, you know, using exercise as a facilitator for people to get healthy and to get, to get, to better themselves, so to speak. Um, you know, we've, like I said, we've raced many a times and, and you do, you know, I know why you do the racing. You do the, you know, you go to all these races all over, all over the world, quite honestly, you've been everywhere. Um, but you do it to, to bring focus and attention to racing for recovery. Um, and you've said it to me multiple times. You've said, man, if we could just get a location, a building, I want a house. You know, remember, I remember if you remember these conversations, you were like, I just need a house. If I can have a house where I can have people a central point where we can have a meeting space that's a weekly gathering and, and do this and I can do so many great things. And you said, it, I, can't, I can't tell you how many times we've had that conversation. So fast forward to a few years back now. Um, it's been, I don't know exactly, is it three or four years you guys have had the building? Uh, coming up on four. Four, okay. Um, so four years now, you're going to have, uh, you've had your own location uh, over in Holland, or, you know, over right by Kohl's and Planet Fitness and all those places over there by, on, off Airport Highway. And you have a building now. And I've seen your, your, your business and your exposure and even the, the great things that you've done since 2001, I've seen it explode. And I've seen that you guys are utilizing the space for so many things other than just counseling. Um, but again, it's all with the mindset, as we've talked about in the past, of, of getting the exposure. You know, what made you think that, okay, in, in 2001, Racing for Recovery, I'm going to do something where exercise is at the forefront of how people approach recovery. What made you think that that was going to be successful? And was it because you wanted to do it or just said, I'm going to take a shot and do something different that hasn't been done? Great question. I, uh, how do I want to answer this? 
my only saving grace when I was a kid was playing hockey. That, that's a whole other story of what, you know, could have been and what I threw away and all that stuff. But when I was a kid, I had every materialistic thing any kid could want. I grew up in Sylvania. I had loving parents. I had an abundance of friends, wore good clothes, went to public schools, had everything. But on the inside, I was absolutely lost and tormented would be a great way to describe my, my childhood. Hockey was my saving grace. So I knew the importance of, of athleticism, uh, God's gifts on those abilities. And when I was sober, the first thing that I got back into was physical movement. I remember, you know, puking and going through detox and doing push-ups and drinking smoothies just because I knew nutrition and exercise were the catalyst to feeling well. Picked up my hockey career again, if you want to call it a career, whatever, managed to play, you know, back for the, with the storm years ago. And after that was done, the what if question had been answered and the what, what's next question appeared. And I remember watching Ironman Hawaii back in the day where I was under the influence of a variety of chemicals. And I thought, man, that looks, that looks awesome. I want to do that someday. And the enormity of what Ironman meant on a physical level, that, that drew me to it. So I started swimming, biking, and running. And I've done a few of those events since 1999. And it was the catalyst for me to not only feel better physically, but spiritually, emotionally, socially, and intellectually as well. So after being sober for about eight years, re, um, founding Racing for Recovery came to me because other people, after reading about my story in The Blade, were like, oh my God, I, you know, I can't believe you're alive. And I believe I got a gift that simply said, you can do something to help other people in a way that you have found that's helped yourself. I didn't want to copy any other organization. Um, I'm, I'm a person that I believe in integrity and doing original things. And I had an original concept that I knew was working for me, that I knew could work for thousands of other people. And that was my mindset in 2001. And it has been for the past 19 years is just taking what has been graciously given to me and giving it back through racing for recovery. And I am to watch people's lives and families be saved by the information and the staff that I'm fortunate to surround myself with is truly one of the greatest feelings I've ever experienced in my life. And it's just, it's phenomenal to watch what has transpired over 19 years with this program. So a couple of things stand out. I have to laugh and I've got to give you some business about it because, um, you know, you, you are, you're very humble in this conversation and I know the other side of you and you and I talk trash to each other. So I want to make sure that because just cause you bragged to me and you want to be humble on this interview it ain't going to work. So you've said, <laughs> yeah, I was, I've managed to do a couple of these races. Let's, let's boil it down for everybody. I know you know the numbers, how many full Ironmans, how many half, I mean, just give us some raw numbers. Cause it's, it's insane. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use the word that you don't like the most that I use. I'll start with that. I've, I've done two Ultramans. Oh, God. Right? Uh, and I've somehow been able to finish 50 Ironman 70.3s and 31 full Ironmans, including three Ironman World Championships. 
Okay, so there, I let you, now you got it out of your system. I don't want to hear Ultraman again on this interview. <laughs> so, I, Jim, I just, I'm reading it on the poster on your wall <laughs> behind you. So that was how I was able to do that. So great, nicely played. Uh, no, and I, I think it is, it's interesting. I think it's important that you say those numbers because, dude, you're doing a lot of great things. And you know that I'm so proud of you. And we talk about, we, we give each other so much grief. But we also, it seems like every time we talk, whether I just text you some smart aleck comment or vice versa, there's always a level of respect there that, that we've had for each other over the years for, I don't know why you have respect for me, but I've had it for you for what you've been able to accomplish. Um, you know, so I, I, want, I want to take a quick break, but when we come back, I want to talk a little bit more about where you see this going in the future um, with where you are right now, as opposed to what you've been able to to accomplish. And it sounds like a, a long time, 19 years, but in 19 short years, you've gone from, you know, I want to be a counselor and I want to help other people too. Now you've got a facility, you've got a staff. I mean, you're, you're, you're rolling, you're big balling right now. And that's great. And, and I, I think it's great, but let's take a quick break, come back and let's talk about what's, what's next for Todd Crandall and Racing for Recovery. Awesome. All right. You're listening to Get Moving Toledo. I'd like to thank our sponsors, 3D Wellness and Julie Span Johnson State Farm in Perrysburg and JimPoolHealth.com. We'll be right back. We're back on Get Moving Toledo. Todd Crandall is my guest. Um, if you guys have been listening so far, you know that we uh, aren't too serious with each other in terms of giving each other grief. But a uh, good friend of mine, I have a, a ton of respect for uh, for what he's been able to do for so many people in our community. And and Todd, you know, we we talked about how you got to that point where 2001, you said, I'm going to start a foundation or I'm going to start a, a an, an opportunity for people to get clean and sober um, and to, to get better, to get healthier, to get, you know, to take wellness into consideration. And um, I just said it as we went to break, you know, it's been 19 years, which is a long time for most people, but really it seems like when I think about it, it's, it just happened overnight for you. And I know it didn't. So I know what you're going to do, what you're going to say, but I can remember watching that ESPN video um, and I can remember that you sending it to me multiple times going, dude, did you know I was on ESPN? So, I mean, that, that, you'll have that over me forever. I got it. Uh, but, you know, that article, if people go to YouTube and look up, um, you know, Todd Crandall, ESPN, Tom Rinaldi does a piece um, on you and Iron Man and about your, your battle and about where you were and where you, you know, where you're at or where you were at at that time. That came out years ago now. Um, but it's, it's a telling piece and it shows that, you know, every day, like, you know, you're clean and sober since 93 and going strong and, and doing so many great things. And I, and I know that you've told me before, every day is still a new day and it's a battle and not that you're ever going to go back to those ways, but every day is a battle for somebody that's in recovery. Um, you've managed to do some amazing things with people in our community, um, men, women, children older people, younger people, um, you know, in those 19 years, you've come a long way, man. You've come a long way. And where do you see it? Where do you see Racing for Recovery and Todd Crandall and what you're doing for the community? Where do you see you going in the next 19 years? Great question. I want to back up for a second because there's a, a, a lot of people, and I, and I understand this, a lot of people will come into sobriety and the first thing they'll say is, well, I want to help people. And I, I I get that from everybody has a kind heart. You want to help people. But for me, this whole life that I've been fortunate to live uh, since forming Racing for Recovery, I believe it found me. I was eight years sober before I, I opened my mouth about anything because I was like, what do I have to say? 
You know, I don't need praise for stopping cocaine. I will take a compliment for what I've done with the opportunity of not doing cocaine, and that is service. The thing, when I think of what the ESPN clip meant to me, it means perseverance, enduring, overcoming, and I'm not talking about drugs and alcohol or doing an Ironman. I'm talking about I had a passion to get Racing for Recovery going and it's cost a lot. I'm not talking financially. The, the, and I, the sacrifices that have been done by my family, uh, the support of a couple of key people in our community, people have no idea what it took to make this thing stay. And again, I'm not looking for, for a praise on that. What I'm trying to deliver is a message of when you are committed to self and fulfilling God's purpose and you consistently make the effort great things will happen. I think a lot of times people look at someone who is, you know, quote, successful, and they think it just happens. It, it doesn't. It is a long, arduous grind that brings a lot of fear, a lot of anxi anxiety, uh, a lot of, oh my God, what have I done to my family because I'm not a pharmaceutical sales rep anymore. But it also brings a lot of rewards, gratitude, humility, empathy for those that are hurting. And that, that's what I think we're all here on life to do. So if you ask me, where is this going in the next 19 years? I believe at some point racing for recovery is going to be the new concept that is recognized worldwide and in textbooks around the globe for how to really help people heal from trauma and live a productive, balanced, holistic lifestyle. And I know somebody can hear that and go, well, holy cow, Todd, that seems to be a lofty goal. That's who I am. I don't look at things in, in small little accomplishments. I'm like, what is the biggest thing that could be done in life? And I want a piece of that. And I just look at Racing for Recovery being the place when you think of addiction, when you think of overcoming self-harm, you pick up the phone and call Racing for Recovery and turn your life around. That's what's going to happen in the next 19 years. Well, I'll tell you what, two things that you said. Well, the first, first thing I, I will touch on here is the word perseverance. You use it a lot. I use it a lot. Um, I, you know, as I've said earlier on this interview, I, I know the struggles that you've gone through, not, not, not the addiction, the rest of it, to try to get to this point today, right now, when we're talking about racing for recovery. Um, I know the struggles and I know that what you've had to go through, um, but you also use the word grind and and grind and grueling or something in that regards. I, don't, I didn't write it down when you were saying, I just wrote down grind. But, um, you know, it kind of is a metaphor for these, these races that you're doing. It, it's a grind. The training is a grind. So I, I think from, from the racing standpoint and the recovery standpoint, the two words, perseverance and grind, are, are hand in hand. They're interchangeable um, with, with both, whether it's the training and the racing or the recovery from step one all the way to I'm clean and sober and I'm, I'm a productive member of society again. Um, you know, I, I think it's amazing that that's the vision you have. You know, I, I hope you do it, man. And I, and you know, I'm, I'm always here for you. I'm in your corner. Um, you know, you started this little five, 10 K years ago with a uh, hundred people. I think the first year or something to like that, I mean, it was, it was small, let's be honest. And it's grown into this big event and it's kept, you know, your, terrible taste in music in mind um <laughs> which sadly is my terrible taste in music as well so i love it but no i mean it's taken 
parts of your personality. And we've we've crafted this event over the years, and I say we, I don't mean we. I'm just saying as as the community, we've crafted this event to grow into this big, huge celebration for a lot of people that are that are coming into sobriety, but for the community, for awareness and for awareness of what racing for recovery is and does and can do. Um, and, and I, I just can continue to marvel at the things that you've been able to accomplish. Um, and you do have lofty goals. We've talked and we've laughed about different things that we've said in the past about, I want to do this. I want to do that. Um, you know, I've, I've heard you say multiple times, I'm done. I can't do these stupid races anymore. And then you're like, Hey, I'm going to uh, so-and-so to do this race and Skylar's going with me or, or I'm taking, you know, Melissa's going or the kids are going, whatever. Um, and, and I crack up because I, I, I know that with all due respect, please don't take this the wrong way, but you know, you substituted a terrible addiction for a, a great one that shows people that yes yes you have to grind every day is a grind for everybody whether you're a super successful uh banker or real estate magnet or counselor or, or whatever you're doing um every day is a grind and, and it's it's different it's how you approach it and it's whether you're positive or not that determines your outcome if you're positive you can have nothing you can be you've told me this you're like i've had nothing multiple times and I just put my head down like I'm going to keep forging ahead. And um, I, I think that's a credit to the, the makeup of the person that you are. Maybe, maybe you became that person, but you probably had that from day one. Um, sure. It got muddled and lost for a little while, but um, you've managed to turn it around and do some amazing things in the community. And brother, I got nothing but love and respect for you. And I hope you continue to keep it up. And you know that if you ever need anything, you can always rely on me to help out no matter how that is. Well, buddy, I don't know how much time we have left, but I, I want to say this. I'm, again, thanks for having me on here. And I want to say, say special thanks to, uh, to Run Toledo, you know, Dave's Running Shop, Can Do Creative, you know, Mercy Health for helping, you know, the Racing for Recovery Rocktober event be what it is. It, it's mind-blowing. And the, the only reason I am where I'm at today is because of the support of many other people and other great organizations in our, our community. So I just want to make sure that people understand that as well. This isn't a, a Todd Crandall show. This is a we effort. And uh, I'm just grateful to be alive and being able to do what I do. And I, again, I'm thankful to be on with you today. All right, man. Well, I appreciate it. Once we get back to uh, a little bit more normalcy, we'll get, we'll get in the studio one of these days and have some more fun and talk about some other stuff that's coming up. Awesome. Take it easy, buddy. All right, man. Todd Crandall from Racing for Recovery, guys. Check them out. Support them. Uh, you know, Rocktober comes around and we're back to running in organized events. Please support it. It's a great, great event. He's worked so hard to, to grow this thing and to, to build awareness. Um, I do appreciate him coming on. I appreciate you guys listening. And until we talk again next week, uh, you know, get up, get motivated. Please stay healthy and stay safe and get moving, Toledo. It's time to save on your faves at Big Lots. Now through July 17th, you'll get a $10 Big Lots gift card by mail when you spend $30 on favorites like Tide, Gain, Dawn, and Febreze. Stop by and save today.